This episode of Behind the Glass Hunting is brought to you by Seek Outside. Anyone who has followed me over the last few years will know that I've used a Seek Outside backpack long before they were ever a sponsor of the show. I'm currently using the Fortress 4800 and it is killer. I've moved more game and other oddball loads in that backpack than I can remember. Seek Outside also makes some of the most badass shelters on the mountain. We are currently using the Silex, a single man trekking pole supported tent when solo or counting the ansels, and a Simron with a wood stove when the weather is a bit cooler or hunting with a partner. My friends at Seek Outside are offering listeners of this podcast free shipping on all orders if you use the code BTGH. That's BTGH, as in behind the glass hunting. Head on over to seekoutside.com for your next backpack or shelter purchase. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Today we're continuing on with part two of our episode with Jason Peake from the RMGA, Rocky Mountain Goat Alliance. Uh, in this portion, we're going to go through the, the uh, questions that you guys all submitted to us through social media. Uh, just want to let you know that I really appreciate when you guys do that. Obviously, I can uh, host this conversation as much as I want to, but I really want to answer the questions that the listeners have. So when we put those Q&A things out, um, send in your questions, no matter how wacky they are, just send them in and we'll try and get them answered. Anyway, by now, I hope that everybody's done some research on RMGA and they've become familiar with what those guys are up to. And I hope that you've taken the time to uh, either volunteer in some capacity or purchase a membership. Um, you know, like that Jason said in the last podcast, there's two ways to support these groups and it's with time or money. Uh, we're all busy, but any time you can put in helps. And I know that every dollar you send those guys, they know how to spend it doing really cool stuff. So sit back and enjoy this the, the final part of this episode. And uh, yeah, let me all know what you think. You can prepare for everything that you can control, but that's not very much. My goal was just to hunt as hard as I could, as long as I could, at all costs. Better ask it, man. <laughs> Speak for yourself. 28 and sunny, we're almost definitely going to have hikers on the trail, boys. I'm getting across that damn river, and I'm getting after those goats. Let's go. We're hunting. We're going after something. That's probably yeah, going to be the yeah. big number one, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll get there. Oh. Too good. So you guys want to you want to you want to dive into the questions now, Jason? Yeah. So why don't you uh, why don't you set it up? Because it was it was I think it was a collective effort, but uh, it was fun how you did it. Yeah, I don't think I'm. I got a bunch. Um, I'm not sure if you guys got any sent in. We can definitely tack them on, <clears throat> and most of these we may have already answered. Mm. Um, yeah, I was trying to fit them in a little bit and segue a bit. Well, let's just start from the start from the top, and I think we've you've sort of mentioned this a little bit. Um, this one's from Taylor Nan. Now Taylor's actually um he sort of in a roundabout way caused this whole um, region to goat count because he I recorded a podcast with. Jeff Agostino about some goats. Then he texted me a picture, Taylor did, of a goat, like right here in Region 2, like really close to some water. Um, I sent it to Jeff, and then I guess Jeff and Grizz just got it and ran with it. So um, 
Thanks a lot, Taylor. Yeah. Now look what you've done. That'll teach you. Yeah. Now you've, um, you've spurred. You've spurred everything. <laughs> his question is: um, What sort of project work um, are you doing in BC to enhance habitat and populations? So by you, we we mean RMGH. We're not talking about right, right, you right. Personally. So <laughs> I actually think there's uh, quite a few. Quite a few guys were actually asking yeah, about projects. Yeah. So yeah. So let's just stuff. let's just let's hit all the BC stuff. On yeah. that one question, yeah. Um, so yeah. It, what's yeah? What's RMGA in, doing in BC? in BC? Again, I I don't I'm I'm not. You know, you you guys are. It's no secret BC is my unicorn, right? You guys are my unicorn. I I, I love BC, <laughs> um, and then if anybody knows me, if if I've got a unicorn in my life, I'm I'm chasing that unicorn as far as I can. So I love BC, mm. and the 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 thing that is so great about bc is the 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 hunting population the conservation population the mentality you guys all have and again the smart people that are involved in bc conservation it's really embarrassing for me as an rmga person to say that we haven't broken into bc for a project yet because it just it's such a perfect fit right so we are, with your guys' help, we are putting together our first BC project to try and get a count coordinated that we were just talking about. And there's a lot that goes into that, right? Yep. Uh, to, to do a goat survey or a goat mm-hmm. count or whatever, um, there's a lot of logistical issues that go into that. So um, it, it takes some time. I think the timing of that, if I'm remembering correctly um justin you remember what we're planning for end end of june or beginning of july i think is the timing that we're talking about to try to put something together now that stuff will all be updated of course on our website and on in our newsletter um a little promotion I, i i should be doing more of this i hate doing it but i should be doing more the promotion side of things um we have a newsletter that goes out we have on our website if people want to sign up for the newsletter they can gather all that information on all of our accounts including the bc stuff um it it really would like you said justin to to be able to do a count when you got kids on the ground um new kids this year type stuff on the ground um that's that's cool that's critical and you're up there in great weather um BC, I don't, I, you know, any time in, in the summer in BC, I think is, is great. I don't care where you are. Um, but I, I got to say that, that it's, it's about damn time that we did something in BC, and I'm glad we're doing something in BC, and we're looking forward to that one for sure. That's going to be okay. so awesome. I think it, there's, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm right with you. Massive potential, massive uh, this is finally, you know, a break in, in the sense. So, uh, I know this is going to be the best thing. Phenomenal way to start. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure there's, there's going to be some RMGA, uh, representatives there. You know, we got Darren Epp, who is a BC resident, um, on the board of directors. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll, uh, we'll make him go and we'll make him buy everybody booze. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we won't, I love making people yeah, do and things. And we won't you know? make him fluff anybody. But 
Then what? We'll... <laughs> Damn it. Well, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, lucky today there, Darren. Um, but we've got we've got plenty of folks up there. Um, you know, uh, there there's there's all kinds of potential to do all kinds of projects up there, and um, the relationship that we have with the biologists up there. Um, we're going to get more and more involved, and that's part of our conservation committee's effort because we've got, you know, such a big presence in Alaska and BC uh, from a biology perspective. Um, you're gonna you're gonna be seeing more and more projects from us, um, especially in BC. Yeah, awesome. Where where can people uh, find out that it's, kind of stuff? Would that be yeah, through the newsletter? It's, it's goatalliance.org is our website. And then go to Alliance on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and you can get on the website and sign up for the newsletter. Um, there's membership information there too. You know, to think about buying a yearly membership for a three-year membership or a family membership or a Absolutely. life membership, whatever. We can use all the support we can get. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you want to come out for a goat count, uh, if you want to see what goes into uh, surveys for goats, uh, what biologists do, the information they collect. If you want to go out and hang out with a bunch of people that are like-minded, uh, get out of some cool country and see some cool animals. It's, it really is a cool way. To, it's, it's a great way to get out and just spend COVID time in social distance and, and uh, observe all the government regulations and still have fun doing it. Um, it's a great way to go out and have fun. Yeah. Absolutely. I think everybody's Agreed. ready to get outside. That, that is I think one, everybody's one. ready to beat the weather and go do yeah. something fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. I think our, our COVID rules are a little stricter than yours down there. We, we are, we're going to have to closely monitor that because might, they might try and kibosh the whole event. But um, if they do, we'll have to find a workaround some yeah, way we'll, or another. We'll but, <laughs> yeah, we'll sort it out. Uh, well, we won't hold that against you that BC has not yep. been Good. really, Good. I mean, yeah. we said at the beginning, you're only, you're only, you're seven years young, but you've already a achieved so much. Um, I imagine if you went straight away across the border into BC from the get go, the, the kill list of essentially would have been less of tasks that you guys have exactly. uh, tackled. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta leave room for improvement anyway. Right. You're uh you're uh, chasing a gal. You don't you don't throw but in once, all your I, all I your think, cards at once, right? You you hold something back so you can impress her along the way. Yeah. Uh, to, to quote uh, Aaron Snyder here, I think when you come across into BC, it's going to be letting the uh, toothpaste out of the tube. You're not going to be able to get that back in. <laughs> right. I think it's going <laughs> right, to go nuts. right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Next question. We, we kind of covered this one. This one's from Nolan, Nemo. Um, we covered this at length there, but uh, what are the greatest threats to mountain goat populations in North America? Is there one standout threat like down there in the States or, um, it, yeah, what's the, if there was the one major threat, what is it? I, you know, again, um, it, it's probably a couple. It's Avalanche. probably a couple of things. It's probably, uh, you know, uh, human intervention into into their their space, um, and then it's 
and and that's more along the lines of there there being ungulate populations that suffer as a result of them being in a place that that they were introduced into and so people are kind of trying to correct that um the the you know down here the federal government is just probably the biggest threat to mountain goat populations and and i know that sounds silly and it's it's uh, uh, maybe a little bit overreaching but the short the short answer the way to simplify that is that the, the biggest threat to mountain goats yeah, is us yeah. it really yeah. is and and it's us um sure there there are different situations where you know predators can have an impact or avalanches can have an impact or whatever but us moving them around and and then not leaving them alone and either killing them off or moving them out of spots or um uh, native ugly populations competing with that stuff um that's probably their biggest threat is is that kind of stuff like that which is you know part of part of it's just recognizing it that hey as human beings we're just we're stepping on yeah. tails right and um as part of that if if you can do something to kind of minimize that or eliminate that or reverse it and have it go the other direction that's part of conservation. So I, I think that's probably Absolutely. one of the, that, that's probably the best answer to that is, is what's the biggest threat? The, 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 us, us folks that are talking, you know, and, and the people that aren't doing enough to, to yeah. help them out. So. Yeah. That's conservation, the, the definition itself, you know, if uh, we made the word and it means like, what is it? The preservation and the like protection of wildlife and the environment you know and the restoration i think it's even has like uh i think the definition is yeah the preservation protection reservation of wildlife and environment and it's just like our mga is all about it and it's freaking oh, yeah, it me yeah, excited. yeah i'm all pumped up. it is it, it, it is <laughs> I, like you said it they're they're cool animals they're just different they're they're hard to describe um yeah and and you really you really do remember the first time you saw one live on the hoof you know you you always remember mm -hmm. well i guess in america we always remember where we were when 9-11 happened we always remember that that first really nasty drunk what it was we were drinking when we did it and you always remember the first mountain goat you ever saw, right? And and that's it. That's that's the that for me. I, I I can tell exactly where I was, what I was doing, what what I saw, where I you know everything that was going on. And they're cool. They're just different animals. They're 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 cool. They're special. Yeah. Where where was the first where was the first mountain goat? I yeah. What, what's so, your story? You hit me so with I was, the bare bones. I, I, uh, I was an idiot, and I went up in my, my self-teaching days. <laughs> I went up, and um, I was up in the, the Ruby Mountains in northeast Nevada, and I was archery hunting. And this was probably the second year I tried to archery hunt, and I was by myself, and I was camped out about... A little over ten thousand feet, and I was in this 
kind of this little bowl with this lake with fresh water, everything I needed. And uh, I, I was, I kept hearing things like up above me in this bowl and I couldn't figure out what the hell it was. And all of a sudden I see this like piss yellow dot on this little field of <laughs> snow that was in this, like this white patch of snow that was in this shade. And it's August. I mean, it's like the first week of August I'm up there. And so there's still a little snow. There's this piss yellow dot right in the middle of it. And it's a mountain goat. And it's, it's I mean, it's, you know, still got some of that, like, dreadlocked hair kind of hanging off of it a little bit. And, yeah. and um, it had just walked back and forth, you know, within, I don't know, maybe two or 300 yards, just kind of marched back and forth on this face in this bowl. And I... I lost all interest in killing a deer on that trip. All I wanted to do, all I would think about Oof. is that stupid goat and where it was and if I could get up there and get a picture of it. And, and it, was, yeah. it was the damnedest awesome. thing. And then the next year I went back to the same spot and I found, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 nannies and kids on this far ridge from me and I kept catching myself looking at him through the glass you know and from then on I was like what the hell are these things doing up there how how do they how do they stay up there what are they what are they how do they get around and so it just kind of hooked me right there and from then on it was just how I don't know how they live. I, I don't know how they move. I don't know how they operate. How the hell did they get here? I didn't know anything about how they got to Nevada. You know, um, it was just, it, it was, it was a cool relationship from the start. It snowballed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it just kind of took off from there. And um, it, it, it was a hunt that turned more into a, like a goat observation and, 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 just watching him do what he was doing all day long up there by himself. And I couldn't tell you to this yeah. day how big he was. I don't know how old he was, how big he was. I know he's a Billy. That's all I know. But I, yeah, I, I don't know how yeah. big or how, I, I don't know anything about him. I, I got a picture of him somewhere, some tucked away somewhere. But um, yeah. And then from there, I, it's, it's, you know, I, I've seen him up in that same spot. They just, every time I go, deer hunting up there i'd catch myself watching goats and that's where i saw them you know yeah. lick it that's where i learned where they lick minerals off of rocks you know they'd go find these mm -hmm. little trickles out of these rocks and these cliffs and they'd go find a way to stretch across gaps to reach the 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 minerals you know the white stripe on the rocks and yeah. saw you know just saw some Saw so him doing some crazy stuff, and every time I went out, it just was something, something so a little cool. cooler, you know, something different. So, so cool. Remember yours, Chris? Yeah, dude, I do. Uh, my first goat is uh, was right here in Chilliwack, actually, and awesome. It's gonna, it's actually, it'll be the goats that we're going to be counting. Uh, That's so wicked in, in the summer. And the exact same as Jason, I was just like. Whatever that snow patch is, I'm pretty sure I just saw it move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
and uh, and like I had this sketchy ass pair of binoculars, and I was hunting deer, and I uh, I was ineffectively <laughs> hunting deer. I was no good at it. Um, yeah, I'm looking, and then I just uh, yeah turned into a goat watching thing, and I was with a guy that wasn't really a hunter. We were just hanging out, and we just spent the rest of the afternoon like holy shit, like no one's even going to believe that we've seen this. And I'm oh, trying yeah. to take pictures through my binoculars and I'm trying to take, this is stupid, but I'm trying to take pictures through my rifle scope. Cause it was better glass. And, um, and I got back to town and I was like showing people, you know, I was new to Chilliwack at the time and mm-hmm. I was showing people, I'm like, look what I found in the mountains. And they're like, no, you didn't. I'm like, <laughs> I did. I still got the photos. They're like, I, I said, this was right here. Like right here. I found these, these goats. And nobody believed me. I had to show the picture to prove it. And yeah, just basically ever since then, dude, like I go back and I keep going back and I look at them from any different angle and always looking for them. And yeah, that was just a, I'm not going to say it like planted the seed that I wanted to hunt them. It was just, it definitely awoke something inside me. Like, holy shit, these things are kind of crazy. Like they're up in the middle of, they're on, they just shouldn't be there. Yeah, it's exactly. Oh yeah, full yeah. intriguing. Yeah. It grabs. What you. about you, Justin? When did you see your yeah. first goat? Yeah. What about yours, Grizz? Go on. Yeah. I was. Oh man, I was going on a scouting trip into the Alp, uh, subalpine for uh, for some muleys and scouting scouting a muley uh, on a subalpine hunt, putting up cams and things like that. And we camped out. I think it was July. It might have been August, but we camped out in the back of back of uh like just in the cat uh, sorry um the box of the truck and i remember awaking we like slept there we boosted up there friday night and then saturday morning we awoke and we're just laying there talking about the day and then all of a sudden it was like looking up i was like there's a white dot on that ridge and it's moving binoculars all of a sudden binoculars are coming out and we're looking i was like that was my first goat and i was like that is the coolest thing man just like this and he's like a he's like a flipping tractor beam you know like yeah he's you're just looking at him you can't stop and he's and he's like just glowing in amongst the rest of the green he's not camouflaged at all he's white you know and just like this is so fascinating and then we ended up so i was wicked we ended up climbing up the mountain we got in the back and then climbed up the mountain and that was a hell of a hike that one um and then up in the top, we spotted more mountain goats. So I just like, it was like, I was frothing at the mouth. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. <laughs> like, I was like, this is the coolest thing. How have I not known this? I've been hunting so much of my life. And how have I not like seen this? I've obviously been hunting the wrong areas because this is the coolest shit. So at that point, I was like, this is, this is my favorite animal. I can't, I can't even fathom what this is. And I needed to learn more. So. That was me, man, in a nutshell. It was it was a whirlwind. We had, you know, I flirted with it. Oh man, it was crazy. Things got wild. <laughs> I've been hooked. I've been hooked ever yeah. since, you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're just uh you're just aching yeah, for me to def- say all kinds of jokes to, to to make all kinds of jokes at Yeah, right you keep now. them to yourself. I'm trying pal. to hold my no. tongue. This is a this is a family show, <laughs> goddammit. oh shit (laughs) we're uh, we're all thinking the same right right don't worry about it yeah 
it, it is funny. All three of us ended up seeing goats on a deer hunting trip. <laughs> yeah, on a different thing. All... Yeah. Well, that's usually how it sparked. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you hear yeah. about, you know, deer up in there or someone that's looking for yeah. elk or something, you know, depending on where you are. And it's just like all of a sudden you see this Bump thing up there. And thing sticks out like a sore yeah. thumb. What is yeah. that? You know, and all of a sudden. Exactly right. You know what's funny about this whole this whole goat count thing is um since we've started talking about it is yeah. uh how many people have come out of the woodwork and want to actually talk about spots now. Yeah. Oh, for you know, sure. Like if you if you even suggested anything about hunting local here in the lower mainland, yeah. It's just zip a mouth, nobody's talking. Yeah. But uh, this just like since we did that podcast with Jeff. Yeah. Um I've just been getting like tons of messages like, hey, just send me your email address. I'm going to send you all my pins or I'm going to send you my iHunter layers. And um, Wicked. it's insane. That's so, that's so <laughs> good, sick. Good. Yeah, yeah. that's the... Absolutely. And, Everyone's in it for the, yeah, for and, the good cause. Those, yeah, those are the is. folks you that's want going truth. on those counts. It, absolutely. Absolutely. They better be yeah, putting their name yeah. in. Get them up there. <laughs> I think we're going to have a lot of people show up. I, I do too. I actually think we'll have to hit quite a few ranges. I don't think it'll be like, oh, we're going to scope up this mountain and this mountain. It'll probably be like, we're going to cover a fair amount of ground in one weekend. Yeah. And I, we have, I think I there's, and, yeah. and a lot awesome. of people will be so motivated about that too. Um, if they're willing to share their information with you, then yeah, they're going to, you'll, you'll, you'll have a hard time kind of, keeping the bit on them, right? They're, they're, they're going to want to get the halter off and run off into the mountains and, and go track down some stuff. So that, those are the people you want. The ones that already got spots, they already got mountain goats. Absolutely. They're going to go find more goats over here. They know their goats yeah. over there. We're going to go over here and find yep. more. So, yeah, yeah. Totally. That'd, yeah. Be, that'd be fantastic. So it'll be, fun. it'll be fun chatting and getting it all, you know, all the logistics and everything figured out. I'll be, I think it'll be phenomenal i'm excited about it yeah all right back yeah, to questions, the hey. questions we got more questions yeah i've just i've just gone through and earmarked a couple i've Perfect. got one that's sort of my favorite and i'm gonna oh. do that one last if, if you're if you're looking at your list there that one's from gk peters oh it's about halfway down the list. i think that one's real good right. i want to hit that one last nice. um let's, let's jump to um you see the one there from nate's bc adventures mm-hmm um, I don't know if you can speak to this at all, Jason. Um, if you can't, that's okay. But uh, Nate asks, there used to be goats on Vancouver Island. Is there any left? Uh, and if not, what happened to them? So there, the, the, the common knowledge was or is that back sometime in the 20s, goats were introduced into that area. Whoa. And they're not quite sure what happened to them, but they're, they're postulating that, at least the biologists that I talked to, that there was a limited, avail a, a limited ability for them to escape predators. And the, 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 mm. the, okay. the, the, the terrain did not allow them the ability to maneuver through and get up and away from things like they normally would. And so there, that may be part of, might not be the biggest reason, but it might be a, a, a reason why that population um, suffered as much. 
And so there, there are still some right. goats up in that area. I think like the Pitt Island area, there are some spots that, that they've got some goats. Um, but the, the general, not really consensus, I guess isn't the great word to say there, to, the word to use, but um, the hypothesis is that um, they just, once they got introduced into that area, predators kind of figured them out and put the squeeze on them pretty hard and they couldn't use their natural abilities to escape like they normally would so they suffered pretty pretty bad your vancouver island doesn't scream mountain goat terrain i agree i agree it's a it's it's a beautiful place i mean oh man what a what a place to go but um yeah i i think if you you know, sometimes we get pictures of mountain goats like walking up to the gate of a farm, you know, with yellow grass all around it, and there's no <laughs> mountains behind them or anything, and just looks at a place. Vancouver Island's not that bad, you know. You you you, you it, it doesn't quite look like that, you know. Seeing yeah. a seeing a mountain goat eating sagebrush, just I don't know, man. There's there's something weird about it, but. Um, but yeah, it's different. Yeah, but I I agree. I think Vancouver Island it, it just there's maybe not quite the the ability there for them to use all their skills to evade predators um, that they normally would have has have have available to them. So that that seems to be kind of the idea of why Vancouver Island just doesn't have a, a, the population you'd think it would. Yeah, yeah like, that's pretty. That's a good answer. Yeah, like Vancouver Island, very much like in comparison to the mainland, like the amount of snow-capped mountains, way less. And if it is, it's like much lower elevation than what would be on the on the mainland. Uh, so it definitely and it's and it's kind of like literally con- that those snow-capped mountains <laughs> are like congregated to the middle of the island on that. Right, so you could see exactly that being like not much place to be able to spread their hoofs out to you know, like they would, they would, I could see it being kind of just dwindling and then all yep. of a sudden, yep, all yep. done. I agree. Awesome. What uh, next? What other next ones? one's coming in from Derek Gray, who's a buddy of mine. Um, what's the biggest hurdle for novice hunters to get into goat hunting? I would say it's it's kind of an it's an opportunity thing um to a certain degree. And when I because when I think of novice hunters, I'm not thinking of <clears throat> you know the 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 person that's been hunting for 20 years and they want to you know they've been killing whitetails in the Midwest and they want to you know, move on to Western hunting. That's, that's novice to me. That's not what that means. Novice to me is somebody that is self-taught or they, they just started out, you know, they're maybe a year or two in something like that. And like I was talking about with Cameron in my conversation with him earlier today, um, I really do think that it's, it's a, a mental toughness thing when it comes to mountain goat hunting, because you're not road hunting. You have to work to get where they are. And in order to do that work, you just have to be mentally prepared. 
and it's just a different approach with mountain goat hunting. I'm not saying it's impossible. You don't have to be a world-class athlete to go kill a mountain goat, but you do have to be mentally prepared, at least to an extent where you have you have to expect the unexpected. Stuff's gonna you you're gonna have to work hard. You're gonna lose toenails. You're you're gonna you're gonna have to actually make your lungs burn a little bit. Um, your pack's gonna be heavy. Weather's gonna play a factor. Um, there there your 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 sleeping pad's gonna deflate. You know there's all kinds of things that are gonna happen to you on a goat hunt because of where they are and where they live. It's just the opportunity to kill a mountain goat from the road. They're they're it's just you just don't have them. They're they're not that easy to kill. Yeah. yeah. So I think the the biggest hurdle for for novice hunters, um, it's not a gear thing. It's 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 not a accessibility thing. It's it really is just a mental toughness thing. You just have to think it through a little differently. You 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 prepare a little differently. You approach the hunt a little differently, and and you actually hunt a little differently. But it's it's more that six inches between your ears that makes a big difference. And I think if anybody is going to go after mountain goats and sheep too, you know, a lot of the mountain hunting is that way. Um, it's more of a mental toughness thing. So if you can get yourself mentally prepared and realize that stuff's going to happen, and you're just going to have to roll with the punches and get through the stuff that that is going to hit you in the face. Um, cause you're not going to be prepared for all of it. There's no way. Um, otherwise you'd have a semi truck full of crap that you'd have to take up on the mountain with you. And that's not going to happen. So, um, <laughs> no. I think it's just a, it's, it, it really is a mental toughness thing that, that I'd say that's probably the biggest hurdle is people telling themselves, I can't do it, but if you just approach it the right way and you go at it the right way, um, you can get it done. Yeah, I want to point people back to, uh, I'm trying to find what episode number it is, episode 19, where we recapped last year's goat hunt. Um, and it's if you listen to that podcast, the whole hunt was just full of shit going wrong and us trying to fumble and recover. And I think that's sort of what you're describing there is, yeah, the biggest hurdle is just the getting the mental gumption to be able to push through all the, the, the stuff. And, you, and you have to, right? And, and um. The the other thing is, uh, it, I don't I don't want to walk out the back of a cabin and shoot a mountain goat two hundred yards up the hill on opening morning and be done with it. it, it because that's that's not a story. That's not an experience. You know, um, you the the more stuff that goes wrong, the 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 things that happen to you out there the the failed gear the you know the arguments you get into with the people you're with the you know the the everybody kind of digging at each other and um the or the or the funny you know sliding on your ass down a down a hill and you just can't stop so you just go along for the ride you know that we uh, creek crossings i mean any any of that stuff um 
it all makes for the experience and the story. And it just makes you chuckle a little bit when you tell the story because it's it, when you're mountain goat hunting and you get that story and you get home and you got them on the wall, the story's not about how far you shot him. It's, it's more about, oh man, you know how far I had to walk? You know how many creeks I had to cross? You know how, how many feet of elevation yeah. I had to gain? Yeah. Um, that's all part of the story. I don't want to go kill him the first morning a couple hundred yards out of the back deck. You know, I want, I want to go, I want to spend eight days suffering and not seeing anything. And then, and when you shoot him, you, you, then the work starts and you got two more days of packing the damn thing out. And yeah, that's, that's the part of the story. Totally. That's, that's the fun part, I think. And that's goat hunting. That's, that's the best part of goat hunting, I think. That, yeah. The mentalities have shifted when it's compared to like, yeah, I wouldn't mind shooting it, you know, pretty much shot it off my back deck, you know, like that's a deep yeah. thought. And it's like, yeah, that, that's part of a story. But for a goat, it's like, nah, yeah. let me, okay, you need to grab a beer because we got yeah. a story. Like, this is going to be a long, <laughs> you, you better sit down yeah. for an hour, yeah. pal. Cause I got a lot to go through. There, there's, there's every whitetail story was that starts out with I was in my hot tub and that that that's a funny story, right? <laughs> if 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 a if a mountain goat story yeah. starts like that, a little that, different, just a little different. Yeah. Then you're then you're going, what the hell were you doing? That that doesn't sound uh, right. At all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you made a right, hot right, hot spring. Right, hot spring. Yeah. I hope he met a yeah. hot spring. <laughs> Too funny. All right, moving next. This one actually, it's from this is one that you sent in, Grizz. This question. Which uh, one? It's a good one. Um, oh, and speak I... to this if you can, Jason. Um, uh, a goat's oh, range. Yeah. Like, Grizz's, Grizz's question is how far is a goat's range and like would they move mountain ranges? Um, if yeah. you can speak to that at all, you know, that's a. So the. That's pretty key for a hunter. And, and, and it, that's a great question. And uh, what I've seen, and this is my experience, and you know, just, just talking to biologists and, and kind of going through this stuff, um, you got to throw out there, hey, it's, it's kind of depend. Every animal is going to be a little different, right? So, but um, yep. you can, they're, they're not like sheep. You know, sheep, they're, they're, they can hang out in a spot for two or three or four days. And then you wake up in the morning, get out of your tent and they're gone. And they're three mountain ranges away. Goats, in my experience, don't really do that. They'll kind of hang in an area. And if nothing spooks them and, and nothing disturbs them, they'll hang in there quite a long time. And if you can find a billy, especially a billy that's by himself sometimes they'll kind of have a route that they'll go and it might take them a day or two to kind of make that whole route you know you'll see them walking in the same area and then he'll be gone for a day or mm -hmm. two but then the next day he'll be back and and then you kind of figure out that well when he's up there the next day he kind of works around this corner so you go around that corner and you see him and he's in that area for half a day and then he moves around and they'll have, they'll have their, their kind of patterns sometimes. 
especially if something doesn't spook them out. But they are pretty, pretty, pretty localized, I guess. They just don't do, my experience is they just don't do a lot of hopping unless something pushes them out. And that something could be anything. Could be a predator. Could be me and you walking. Could be weather. Um, you know, they always live in crappy weather spots. So weather can push them out. But um, if if a food source gets covered up, that you know, they're then they're off and moving, and they're moving a different place, and they're they're finding food uh, uh, to keep them alive and keep them warm and keep them healthy. But um, my experience is if nothing really moves them around, if nothing gives them a reason to push them out, nannies and kids will stay pretty tight and billies will move around a little bit more maybe. Um, and they'll kind of have sort of a, a range that they'll have, but um, they'll kind of hang close in there. Is is there a uh, like any studies or documents or whatever you want to call it um where they've like say moved i don't know how many miles you know like <laughs> that they've really shifted mountain ranges and things like that yeah you know and, and there's i wish i remember i could remember it, it i think it was in colorado they had oh gosh i'd have to think but i i i know i could get my hands on it pretty quick but i remember that there was a billy that had been documented in an area and he just popped up out of nowhere. And I can't remember what park it was in. It was in a national park. Yep. He popped up out of nowhere. And they don't know where the hell he came from because the closest population of any other mountain goats was hundreds of miles away from him. And they, they, they literally couldn't figure out. Wow. And they finally... they I. I don't know if they ended up moving him or if they had to get rid of him or whatever, but it was such a weird situation that he popped up in this national park or something like that out of nowhere. And it really did show that, hey, these things move a hell of a lot more than we think. And I'd have to go back and look. I, I, I really, and I should have, I should have looked that up. But I figured since it was your question, we we wouldn't have to worry about your uh, answering any of your your stupid shit. <laughs> but, um, no, it was. <laughs> well, no. The only reason I asked that, the only reason I asked that question is because a couple of years ago I had the goat draw and I should have made a play on a really nice goat, a real big one. And it was the last night, and I ended up not doing that. And what a obviously it's been my regret ever since. So like, if I ever get that draw again. Well, it's yeah, it's grandson <laughs> you know, right where I'm there, going. Yeah. I'm gonna. I would love yeah, to yeah. look for him. Um, my, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, I think there's a lot that goes into it, but, um, the yeah, yeah the sure. the, yeah. the rut and all that stuff's gonna make him move a lot, and um, mm. Billies are kind of nomadic when it comes to that kind of stuff, but, um, they're they're. Gotcha. <clears throat> they're fun animals when it comes to watching them because you can pattern them, you know, and they're not like, yeah. they're not like sheep where all of a sudden they just decide they're going to be 12 miles away tomorrow morning. So let's hurry up and get out of here. You know? <laughs> totally. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. 
Awesome. Yeah, Thanks for answering I, that I, one. I don't know if I helped out too much, but uh, ah, you helped. That was don't pretty worry. good. I'm gonna skip the rest of yours, Bruce, because uh, <laughs> <Thank goodness. laughs> hitting most of them. Um, we got I've got two questions that have come up. Actually, nah, one of these is part. One of these is from Grizz, but someone else asked a very similar question. Hunter Grant seventy two. How do I get in, involved in goat conservation? In he he's asked specifically for Region Four, mm-hmm. um, but just in general, I think we can just generalize that question a little bit. Um, how how does somebody get involved in goat conservation? Whether that's through RMGA or through another organization, like what can just the what can the Joe Blow yeah, do? Yeah, well, anybody. Um, there's no screening requirements. There's no background checks to join RMGA, right? We're just a bunch of hoodlums that, that run around and do goat stuff. You've got that. Right. Yeah. I mean, we got, we got that guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but we've got, uh, no. So yeah, obviously joining uh, Rocky Mountain Goat Alliance and kind of paying attention, you know, don't just send your, your yearly membership money in and then, not worry, you know, put, get, get the sticker, put it on your truck and not worry about it. Um, actually pay attention, read the newsletter, um, pay attention to social media. If you're on that, or if the, the newsletter gets emailed to you, pay attention to that. We've always got stuff going on. Um, and, and with this regional representative, um, program that we're implementing, I want everybody to apply for a regional representative position. And if you're out there and if you're worried about it, um, get on our website and, or shoot us a, a, a message on any of our social media, email any of us and say, I wanna be a regional representative. And what that does is it, it triggers an interest in your area, or it, it, it triggers us to kind of pay attention to your area but it also, it, it opens up some doors. So if, if you're interested in, in getting involved in the regional areas, like this region four, I don't, I don't know where that is, but. Um, That's where our Cameron's going hunting. Oh, okay. Even better. Yeah. Okay. Southeast PC. Well, yeah. Hunter Grant yeah. 72, um, get us a regional representative application. Get online or shoot us a message or something like that. And let us know you'd be interested in helping, and we'll get you involved. We can get you in touch with the local biologist. If there's a biologist that's got an active program going, we'll get you involved. We'll put you in touch with somebody that can help get you involved. Um, There's always going to be something happening near you, whether there's a count, um, whether there's some sort of a survey going on, whether you can get involved with, with the biologist doing something with them um, in, in there's always opportunities and just get a hold of us and we'll point you in the right direction. And, and that's what we're here for, obviously, honestly. Perfect. That's a great awesome. answer. Um, Perfect. Not, not to dismiss that one, move on to the next one, but this one, um, this one really gets me excited um, from Jonas Hill. What causes good goat? What causes good goat genetics in certain areas? Um, well, I know all the best goats come out of BC. Obviously, 
<laughs> yeah. What's your guys' stance on that? Are you are you guys? Uh, are, do you want to admit that, or or do you want everybody to think that? No, I was just I was mostly just taking the piss. Um, <laughs> I mean, there is there is a region in BC that's well documented for ridiculously good goats. Yeah, but do you want everybody knowing that there are really good goats in BC? Or do you want them to all think that they're in Alaska, so everybody heads to Alaska and hunts, and you guys got a got a better opportunity? Yeah. <laughs> well, lots of it's, it's draw point. here right now. A lot of it's draw, yeah. A lot of it's hard to get into. Yeah, and our draws aren't like yours, where you can build points. It's really random, so it's kind of like even the lowest of the or I say lowest, I shouldn't say that, but like Joe Schmo from over here and or Joe Schmo over there can get that draw and so it's equal opportunity almost in a sense and and the other thing with bc is that we don't do non-resident tags so wait you you've kind yeah. of you've got to be oh right to right 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 i was gonna say wait when did they start doing that because yeah. i'm i'm screwed no 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 yeah sorry yeah you you can't do you can't do an over-the-counter hunt you are you need to be a, a non-resident right. needs to be guided yeah unless you're a canadian unless yeah. you're a canadian or a family member, then you get the permit to a company. Great point. On. Yeah, good memory. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna get back to. Yeah. So yes, we're still. Then in that case, yes, we're very cool <laughs> with telling that like BC's yeah. the shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see Jason's jaw drop then when I said? Yeah, no, I was no, worried about that. Like, guys, Holy shit! Yeah. What? You, now I, I was worried you guys were telling me that I can't come back. So yeah. <laughs> no, no, you can come back. You just got up. You just got to open up the wallet. Oh, come yeah. on! Well, in. it's worth it. You guys, <laughs> yeah. you guys are such nice hosts. I'm more than happy to pay for your company. Oh, there, there we go. Right? Oh, well, you're you're a true <laughs> sweetie. <laughs> well, so what is so what is it that makes BC right? Right, right. Such fantastic. Um, goals? in right. talking to the biologists. Um, there's a number of factors and the problem is that it's, it's really tough to pinpoint, um, what, what makes good billies, great billies. Um, there goes, there's a lot that goes into it. There's obviously, yeah. uh, nutrition to genetics. Um, uh, some areas are just gonna, that gonna have lower, uh, predator counts. So they're not going to be pressured as much. Um, it, there, there's a lot of different factors that kind of go into it. So, um, it, it really is tough to answer that question. And as, as, as much as animals kind of move around, you know, you're always going to find pockets of bigger animals here versus animals there. Um, and it's, it's typically based on food sources. Uh, types of nutrition, the types of nutrition they get at certain times a year, um, you know, it, it, the as as Justin knows, uh, these whitetail guys got it down to a science. The types of supplements they'll feed deer in the area certain times a year will help spark certain antler growth that won't take away calories from other vital stuff. You know. Um, uh, a lot of it goes into diet, genetics, stuff like that. So you're going to see big billies um, in in certain areas where they just have a, a, a certain amount of food sources. And Justin, you were hitting on this earlier about the lichen. You know, they eat a ton of lichen and stuff. But 
Um, there's a lot more that goes into their diet. And I think that has a lot to do with how healthy they are. Um, and it is a, it's, I'm sure if we got Bill Jacks on here, or if we got Kevin Hurley on here, they could talk circles around us for hours and hours and hours about how different things uh, can make Billy's really big or, you know, not grow at all. Pygmy goats. Um, right. But yeah, that's, that's it. It, I wish I had a really good surefire answer for you there, Jonas, but it, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's a lot. It, it, there's a lot of different factors that go into that. Yeah, no, that's fair. Like I said, this is a, it's a blue collar podcast and you don't even have to tell. The good. No here. fact that's checking. Yeah. Whatever you want. <laughs> like, like I said, 20, 20% of this stuff, I'm probably actually know what I'm talking about. So. No, perfect. Hey, you got yeah. your name right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are there any of those questions jumping out of you, Gris? Uh, no, I just that last one I think is is fantastic. The one you've been saving, I think it's great. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I just I really like this one. Um, G.K. Peters, why do you think goat hunting is so underrated? Is it underrated? That hurts me to say that. It hurts me do to you, say. Do that. you guys Ugh. think it's underrated? Yeah. Number one. Yeah. No. Where do you think that? This is what I mean. But I don't know. Um, I think. Like I know a lot of people, it's not on their radar. Yeah, that's, um, I think that's where he's even coming from. To go hunt goats. Yeah, I think that's where he's coming from. Yeah. Maybe. So, and and that's that's where I yeah yeah. I'd Justin, hope. that's that's exactly where I think you're. That's why I asked the question. I don't think yeah. it's underrated. I think that might be Good. the wrong word. And and if it is, Mister Peters, I'm sorry mm-hmm. to offend you, but I don't think he meant. <laughs> I, I don't think he meant. <laughs> to say it's underrated um it's just it's 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 got its own it's a the way i look at it is you have the hunting population and we we as hunters we have our you know the to the non-hunting population we have our reputation but the among the hunters in in the world you you're going to have subsects right you're going to have little categories within those 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 uh uh hunt within that hunting population some of them are going to be truck hunters they're just they're never going to get out of the truck they're going to shoot across the hood of their truck and that's what they call hunting others of them they they just want to shoot shotguns at birds in a field and god bless those guys for that and 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 that's hunting to them. Then you get into the the little a little bit more extreme where there's the the archery hunters and and the rifle hunters that aren't satisfied with being in a uh hunting out of their house or uh out of a hotel. They want to get more of a rustic experience. The 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 camp, right? The deer camp, those guys. And then that group is whittled down even more to mountain hunters. And, and that's what we are. And from, from mountain hunting, then you have this, you have categories that kind of spread off of that. And there's a little, little 
little, really little sliver of us really truly insane people that not only do we live off our back and we carry weapons with us and we eat shitty food and we, we, we make stupid decisions <laughs> and we go out into the elements and not only do we do that, but we pay money and we spend time away from our families <laughs> to go do this. We enjoy this and, and, and we're paying to do it. That's where it really gets into this, this really small thread of people. And those to me are the sheep hunters and the goat hunters. And that's totally. the, 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 the goat hunters of that group were no different than sheep hunters and goat hunters are no different than other hunters that are out there. We just, we have a different dedication. We dedicate ourselves in a different way to the, the craft. And for sheep hunters and goat hunters, we embrace the suck and we go into the storm and, and we do things the hard way on purpose and we enjoy it and we pay money to go do it. And, and really that's, I don't think it's underrated. I just think it's, we're such a small population that it, it, once we find other people that do it, it, it it's kind of like realizing that, oh my gosh, you do this too? I thought I was the only one, you know? And, totally. and that's where it kind of, I don't think it's underrated. I think the way people look at, maybe we put sheep hunting on a pedestal a little bit because it, it is kind of, they're, they're really great animals and they're enjoyable to be around and they're, they're just monarchs and, you know, they, they're, they're kind of on a pedestal to a certain extent and, and maybe rightly so, but goat hunting is rapidly catching up because I think there's more opportunity for goat hunting for, for, for hunters to go out and enjoy a goat hunt than there is a sheep hunt. You know, sheep hunting is just, it's really, really, it's, it's becoming more and more difficult to be a, a sheep hunter than it is to be a goat hunter. And so I think goat hunting is becoming yep. more popular. It's filling a gap. It's still got that adventure. It's still a really cool animal. It's still really hard to hunt them. And you're going to find really cool things when you go out and hunt them. But it, it doesn't cost as much money as it does to enjoy that same experience on a sheep hunt. And right. it, I don't know, again, I don't know if it's underrated. Um, I'm starting to think he may be like overlooked. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. And, and I understand that because for a long time, <clears throat> mountain goats were kind of the, the redheaded stepchild, so to speak, of that mountain hunting experience, <laughs> right? You had, if, if somebody was going on a mountain hunt, they were either going sheep hunting or they were going mountain caribou hunting or they were going to kill a moose somewhere. And mountain goat was always just kind of the thing people added on to the experience. They, they paid a small trophy fee to go try to kill one. Um, but it's, they're, right. they're, they're gaining 
more and more popularity and it's just because they're 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 filling kind of a gap there where sheep hunting is getting harder and harder to attain goats are still available and they still give you the same experience and they may not have the big headgear but they're just as fun to hunt and they're just as hard to kill they've got <laughs> yeah. often like the yeah. whole animal is yeah. a whole animal is a, a a trophy not a trophy but like a just the whole thing's insane yeah. just to yeah. look at so yeah yeah I, I i it is kind of funny how we can uh we how we can end up like with like obviously we all have experienced some amazing like experiences just being in goat country right and if anyone like if anyone does get up into those zones and sees an animal up in that in that rock rock and just you don't even like know how to comprehend how something could be up here and it just blows your mind because you work your ass off to get up there it's just as like it i don't know the way to me is like it's not yeah I lo- also love that we are like, nah, he didn't use the right word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really, he's like, <laughs> we're so offended. No, like, nah, he doesn't yeah, know what yeah. it is. He didn't His mean question that. He couldn't have meant that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. He meant, he meant this. I'm sure he did. <laughs> but I mean, like, maybe he didn't even mean to send it to me. Maybe that was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, uh, exactly. Anyways, yeah, the point is, it's it's definitely I would say it's if anything it's maybe unexperienced you know like it's something that maybe it like you said it's, the law of sheep hunting is becoming less and less and less or I shouldn't say less and less I should say it's tougher yep. tougher to do yep. right um, more people things like that well to go climb that mountain and you're gonna get a world of hurt and you're climbing up with X amount of pounds and you thought hey. Yeah, I gotta shoot something up here and carry twice as much pounds yeah. down. It's yeah. gonna be great, yeah. you know. It's like it's just different. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a it it. I'm doing a stone sheep hunt this year, but you guys are getting me fired up. I want to cancel it and go <laughs> goat hunting again. Yeah, dude, I'll go with you. Let's do it. Yeah, rock and roll. Now I want I want to do it with archery tackled. Jason's oh, it's a, yeah, it's a up. it's a whole Perfect. different it it's a whole different ball game. It's I I swear to God. If you take a bow up, um, it it exponentially increases the enjoyability of the experience. I, I guarantee it. They're just such cool animals. I, I don't know if you saw that stupid picture of me hanging off that cliff, but that's the kind of stupid shit you do to oh, go man. try to kill a goat with a bow. So oh. worth it. So worth yeah, it. Yeah, repelling equipment. I mean... You, so did you get one down with the bow? Yeah, I got I got a I got a couple mountain goats with my bow. Um and and the the oh, first geez. I've been wondering ever since you bring it up, is it are you, are you running fixed blade or, or um <laughs> Yeah, so mechanicals. So, oh, oh no, no, don't ever yeah, don't, We're here don't for another two hours. That. We'll go another hour and a half on that <laughs> stuff. But no, you gotta yeah, you wanna right. you, you gotta shoot my experience is you want to shoot a heavier arrow, um, use a, fi- a, a fixed blade for sure, and the yes. bigger and heavier broadhead 
you can shoot shoot the biggest thing you can and i'm a big okay that's what i had yeah. that's what i had in my mind the, i just wanted the to biggest, double check if if i shoot a a 200 grain fixed blade single bevel broadhead at at anything and everything i hunt now but just throw as much as you can cuz they're so tough and i heard all those stories and it worried me like hell that things weren't going to go right so uh, yeah i i ditched the mechanicals and, Big and, and nasty, do everything better. you can to put as much weight behind that broadhead as you can to get it through they're just they're built they're they're tanks they're like bears you know they they they're built yep. to go up and down hills and that front end of theirs is made to drag them up a hill and they're so big and beefy and you hear those stories about those guys hitting them perfect shot and the damn thing just walks away and they're never seen again you know they can survive anything yeah so i i think the more weight you can put in the behind that broadhead and the harder you can hit them hit them and then keep hitting them Throw, just keep arrows in the air until that damn thing goes down so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh that's funny. yeah no, I, really yeah I, I would encourage it because they're they're just they are they're 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 perfectly made to hunt with a bow um and you'll get frustrated don't get me wrong you know, you get within 200 yards of a nice billy and you go, well, God damn it, why didn't I bring my stupid rifle with me? But yeah, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, a right. it's a, it's a, it's quite an experience. You gotta, makes it all the better when you get it with it. With it. Oh yeah. 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 I can imagine. Yep. Oh, that's good. good. Oh, that's all the questions. Was there anything else you think we're missing, Jason? Or... Uh, I don't think so. I think we kind of hit everything that we kind of went through and talked about and and uh yeah i appreciate you guys doing this this was fun this was i figured we'd have a terrible time yeah, they always are i tried to what's that, that? Time. yeah yeah i told you they're fun and there's not there's no expectation yeah, just, just get on there and i kind of jason called me a couple of days before this grizz and he said what do you yeah. want to do and i said man we could do like an hour on fart jokes and hunting stories if you want and <laughs> He didn't know this is easy going over here. Chris, what got you? <laughs> it's all about what, shooting the what, shit. What That's got what you about. so focused on mountain goats recently? I, I, you know, just kind of going back and looking at it. Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing really. Um, we just did a, we did a sweet hunt in uh, September. Um, nothing really got me super hyper focused on them. It just has just sort of become that way. Um, mostly because I enjoy hunting them so much and. I enjoy connect. I enjoy connecting with people that also enjoy mountain goats. Um, and then we just had a bit of a string of episodes where mountain goats were coming up, and yeah. And then the uh, the boys planning the goat hunt here. I mean, it's right in my backyard. Like I could, I can be at that trailhead, one of those trailheads, within like twenty minutes. Okay. So yeah. I can uh, like it's it's right here, and it just you know it's. I want to get in there and. Wanted to get it out out to everyone on the podcast. So, but yeah, we're definitely having a bit of a theme right now. There's a lot of mountain goat chat on the podcast, and I like it. Yeah, I think also a lot of guys are going right now. We got a late season goat hunts happening with a lot of yeah. people around in our kind of uh, uh what do you call it? Uh, anyways, yeah, we well, you know multiple people that are end up 
going up <laughs> in the end of this. So, like, one of them left, the, I think a couple of them left today. So, they're all going up. Get the, the that late goat hunt with the beautiful right hair. Now so, hopefully up? the manes wow. are full. Yeah. Late, yeah, there's late the February fed, hunt. Yeah. Is that open to non-residents? Got a couple is that late a, season is that a non-resident hunts here. hunt too, or is that just residents? Uh, I actually think that's an over-the-counter. Is that an over-the-counter? Do you know, Chris? There is an over-the-counter, and there's a draw. Um, for you, Jason, it would depend if there's a guide in the area. You'd have to... Yeah, which I'm sure there yeah. is. But I'm sure it's I a just, guide territory. I just don't know if you'd want to take it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, you never know. But yeah, there. Uh, I wouldn't doubt it. I'm sure there is. Yeah, that'd be might be worth that, looking I was into. Say, that's that's because it's a weird dead time for us, right? Like the, totally a lot of us the, too. A lot of the Same you deal. know the last little the last few deer hunts kind of wind up late January, and then you've got mm-hmm. you know some mountain lion hunting you can do or you know stuff like that. Um, predator hunting you could do in February and then March, you're starting to kind of think about turkeys and bears and, you know, getting out in the spring and all that. But a February goat hunt, holy crap, that would be, that'd be something to definitely. I kind of got last, uh, I kind of got last minute ideas that I might like to go and do it this year, but I, I did not allow enough time to prepare or really just get myself into into any sort of physical condition to do it um but i'm i'm gonna do it next february i'm gonna set the goal and get do the the avalanche training and get all the equipment together and get familiar with it and go up there and do it so you're welcome to you're welcome to come along jason what yeah what specific i didn't think about that i mean the gear the gear side of it makes sense you got to prepare a little differently there but some of the safety training and the yeah you'd have to go a little different approach with that stuff huh yeah from 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 everyone i'm speaking to it's you know it's a it's a crampon and ice axes hunt um snowshoes crampons ice axes uh and a lot of the guys are taking ropes and harnesses and they're doing both avalanche training and some guys are even doing a basic ropes course Mm -hmm. wow so, lot, lots of yeah. training. Not worth, not worth not doing it. Sure, sure. I mean, really and I'm, don't, don't get me wrong. There's probably some locals that are up there in blue <laughs> jeans right now, just yeah. thinking, thinking yeah. Chris is an yeah. idiot. Um, I don't know. Like, I got, I got two right, kids here at home. Right. I don't need to be like, I don't need Justin phoning my wife and saying, "Hey, Chris got smushed because he's an idiot and he was yeah. wearing blue jeans." Yeah, that. Yeah. I want to. I want him to say, "Yeah, he got smushed, but he did everything." Well, he I'm could. gonna, yeah, he did. You uh, didn't make any. I'm wrong. gonna write that down because that that might be. I'll look into that because that might be kind of a cool experience to go try to figure Absolutely. out. Absolutely, come up your guys' way in a shitty time of year with some. It is a good. Weather. It is a good dead zone. Yeah, yeah. short days, lots of snow. Fog. usual. But you've got the eyes for the piss yellow goat. That's, That's what everyone That's says. all it is. It's a color <laughs> thing, man. If you can pick out that the, stupid yellow. Piss yeah. yellow. That's yeah. it. 
All right, mate. Well, I might sign off. We're coming up with two and a half hours. I'm not sure if I'll break this into two episodes. Oh, do or not, what you got to do. I appreciate you guys uh, letting us do this. Yeah, you guys, you guys obviously know what you're doing, and this was one of the smoothest ones that that I've been through, and and definitely one of the most fun ones too. So I appreciate you guys letting us do this. Yeah, no problems, mate. You don't have to thank me. You thank Chris. He's the man. He's on top of it. Uh, I'm just here for the ride. Yeah. Good deal. All right. Good night, lads. Yeah. Awesome. Good night. Thanks, you guys Chris, take care. We'll talk soon. Reason. Keep in touch. Let us Absolutely. know if you need anything too. That's it for episode 33 with Jason Peake from the RMGA. Whew. Two-part podcast. We haven't had one of those before. I really hope you guys had as much fun listening to that podcast as I did making it. Uh, me and Justin had a blast there with Jason. He's a super cool dude and it was just really good to learn more about RMGA and hopefully everybody learned something about RMGA. I said it already at the beginning, but I'll say it again. Please consider buying a membership from Rocky Mountain Goat Alliance. Um, they really know how to put their dollars to work and that's something I can really get behind. So head on over there and pick yourself up a membership or some swag or anything you can to support those guys. And if you're looking for any information about the Region 2 Goat Count, um, you can either shoot me a message and I'll pass it on to Jeff or, or Justin or you can look those guys up for yourself. Uh, social media is the probably the easiest place to find them right now until we get something official in place. Um, but yeah, we're getting a lot of traction on that and I think there's going to be a lot of people out there. So we're really excited. Anyway, guys, until next time. <laughs>